0: You're listening to the BCHL podcast, the official podcast of the BCHL.
1: Into the goal! He
2: scores! Oh. He scores! And just 5-4, driving to the net. He scores! From his backhand to his forehand, a short-handed breakaway.
0: Right in scores! Oh. Shoots it for 13 yeah. scores! Good morning, good afternoon, good night. Scores! Ozar wins it! Overtime winner! Now, here's your host, Jesse Adamson.
3: Hey there, welcome to the BCHL Podcast. I'm your host, Jesse Adamson. Well, after taking a step back from the podcast over the summer and airing some of the interviews from our archives, we are back again to start the BCHL season with three brand new interviews for you. Before I let you know who today's guests are, just a reminder that the BCHL preseason is underway. This podcast will be published on Thursday morning, which means we'll have already played eight games by then. And there are plenty of storylines to cover, and we will get into some of those today with our guests. A quick reminder that you can watch all of the BCHL preseason and every regular season playoff game on BCHL TV. All you need is a Hockey TV subscription, so go ahead and subscribe and visit bchltv.ca to get access to every BCHL game this season. All right, time to let you know about today's guests. First up, we speak with a former Merritt Centennial, a former standout at Northeastern University, and current Manchester Storm forward Wade McLeod. McLeod's story goes beyond hockey The 34-year-old has dealt with uh, several serious health issues and has gotten his hockey career back on track after taking three years off, so he will tell you all about that. After that, we will speak with Wenatchee Wild forward Quinn Emerson. Emerson is one of two players back with the Wild who played with the team in 2019-20, and he was also recently invited to the Los Angeles Kings development camp over the summer. And finally, we speak with Mirko Buttazzoni, who is a Alberni Valley Bulldogs rookie forward and has been putting up the points through his team's first two games and is also getting the chance to play alongside his brother, Diego Buttazzoni, who is a couple years younger. But first, as I mentioned, let's get to our interview with Wade McLeod. Like I said earlier, Wade has dealt with some serious health issues over the past several years, Uh, He was playing professional hockey in the American Hockey League and the East Coast Hockey League when it was discovered that he had a brain tumor. His story has several ups and downs and we'll let him tell you all the details. But uh, after taking three years off, he's gotten his pro career back on track and is currently in England about to start the season with the Manchester Storm. We talk about his long road back to playing hockey and back to good health his outlook on life, given the struggles that he's gone through and we cover his time in the BCHL and a few of his hockey highlights along the way. All right, Wade, you have quite the story to tell. Um, Your story goes back a few years. I know it's a lot to cover, but uh, for those who don't know, uh, maybe just tell us about uh, the health struggles you faced and and what you've been dealing with the last few years. Um, I had
2: uh, a battle with uh, brain cancer, um, it goes back to 2013. Um, I had a seizure on the ice in the AHL, and um, we had we found out that we uh, I had a uh, brain tumor the size of a golf ball. So um, I got that surgically removed and um, back to the grind, and uh, signed a contract with the AHL uh, in Toronto, uh, the with the Toronto Marlies, um, and then. Um, um, fast forward a couple years, I went to Germany, um, and then the tumor reappeared. Um, I had to get another surgery, and then, uh, I finished the season in Allen in the East Coast League, and then I signed with uh, Frankfurt in the uh, Dell 2, and, uh, life couldn't be better. Um, I had my little girl, Ava, um, halfway through the season, and, um, uh, the tumor reappeared again, and uh, I had to have um, um, brain surgery again for the third time. And this one was uh, debating whether or not I should get cancer treatment or not. Um, so I chose um, not to get it um, because um, there was a discrepancy in grade two and grade three, um, but uh, I talked to my neurosurgeon. And then uh, we decided to avoid it. Um, I'm going to change my diet. Um, And then uh, two months later, I had back to back seizures. And then uh, I had to uh, have emergency brain surgery. And I knew what that meant. Um, It was uh, radiation and chemotherapy for a year. And um, I put my hockey career on hold for up to three years now. And, um, um, yeah. So, uh, it's good to be back and, um, I'm excited for
3: uh, a season with Manchester storm. Yeah. Throughout this uh, whole process and all these different surgeries, like what are the doctors telling you? What kind of outlook are they giving you throughout this? I know. uh, Yeah. Um, go ahead. Um, well, the the forms
2: um, were a little bit um, I I would say a little bit discouraging because um, um, one of the forms my wife filled out uh, was like status of patient um, is great and I had uh, I was told that um, by an oncologist um, at the BC cancer clinic that I had uh, three to five years of living. So um, uh, that was, to, to be honest, the, um, the lowest part of my cancer journey, but I um, decided that I wasn't going to let that, uh, I wasn't going to let the statistics win and um, uh, look where I am now. Like, um, because of my hockey mindset and the drive to play hockey again, and not let cancer win, not let cancer be the reason I retire from professional hockey.
3: Yeah, and you uh, you mentioned that you, you got some positive news. Um, I think it was about a year ago, around Christmas time. Um, that what what was that positive news that you and your wife were able to share with everyone?
2: Yeah, so um, I found out like after a year of chemo six weeks of radiation, um, and I got, uh, the scan back and, um, I was cancer free. Like the tumor was no longer there. And, um, I was in the midst of, uh, recovering from cancer and, uh, I was cancer free. So that's, uh, um, the biggest news I possibly could share. Um, and, uh, we made it, uh, known to all my GoFundMe supporters and, uh, yeah, so it's, um, it's, uh, it's been a battle, but uh, I'm excited um, to be back playing professional hockey and I'm excited to have beaten cancer and
3: uh, all is well. Yeah, that's f- fantastic news. The best yeah. best news that we could ever hear. Um, yeah. So you uh, you mentioned earlier again that your your next step here you you recently announced your next step in your hockey career, uh, but uh, um, before we get into that, I just want to focus on the time in between when you got that diagnosis that you were cancer free, and uh, when you actually signed with Manchester. Like, what were you up to during that time when you knew that you were cancer free and you were you were trying to get back to hockey? What were you up to, and what was your mindset?
2: Oh yeah. Um, I, um, trained like my ass off, um, with, uh, uh headway hockey and, uh, Kai Hanonen. Um, and I owe a lot to him and, um, I could have played last year, but, uh, the pandemic, um, and the, like my compromised immune system, like, um, it wasn't worth it for me to go overseas. So, um, my agent said, like, just go train your ass off. And, um, and actually, uh, I started a online program, um, for, um, anyone out there who is, uh, um, who's interested. Um, but, uh, it's my training program online. So, um, it covers, um, a whole whack load of, uh, online workouts and, um, uh, it's called professional workouts, uh, and, uh, you got to check it out. Um, but in the meantime, like during the pandemic, I, I, focus on that and the focus on training. And then I went to my trainer and said like, Oh, um, you want to get this online? Like I'm willing to do it. Um, we have pandemic on our hands and I'm going to be sitting at home. And he said, Yes. So, uh, um, I have that launched and, uh, I trained my ass off to get here. And, uh, my agent said, uh, let me see what's uh, going to happen. Um, cause you had three years off. Um, but, uh, he's like, he works some magic and, um, I signed with, uh, Manchester Storm and, um, I
3: couldn't be happier. Yeah. And we can include that link to your, your workout program here for, for everyone to, to check out. But uh, yeah. Well, once you did sign that contract, I imagine it was an incredible sense of accomplishment. What was, what were you feeling when you uh, signed on the dotted line there?
2: Yeah. So um, my agent actually said like um, when I first signed um, and I got a call from my agent um, and he said, welcome back. And I was just like, Oh wow. Um, like, that like hit home for me. I was like, Whoa, like it's, uh, welcome back. Like, I feel like I didn't, um, leave the game because I knew I had like it in me to come back, but come back in three years, like professional hockey. Um, um, a lot of, uh, a lot of naysayers said I couldn't do it. Um, and, uh, I just worked so hard and um, got better and better on the ice and got better and better with the times in my gym. Um, And then, uh, yeah, so it's, uh, it's, it's, It's uh, pretty surreal. Let me say that.
3: (laughs) One more question on the subject before we move on to a couple of other things. Uh, I know your family has been a huge source of inspiration and support for you. Uh, Your wife, Carly, I know you mentioned your daughter, Ava, as well. Uh, In what ways has your family been able to kind of help you and and guide you through this?
2: Oh, um, so much. Like it's, uh, my wife has been a rock throughout this whole thing. Um, And uh, throughout my 16 hours of sleeping. She continued to work and she continued to take care of Ava. And, um, yeah, so that's, uh, I owe my wife, Carly, um, uh, <laughs> more than I can explain. Um, and then, uh, Ava, um, when she came to the cancer clinic with me, um, they have, um, golden retrievers and like just to brighten people up. And um, Ava walks in with me, holding hands, and smiles at everyone. And they, every cancer patient, lit up and <laughs> asked her her name. And she's like Ava, and I was like, <laughs> uh, yeah. So it's uh, I owe a lot to them.
3: So um, let's let's quickly run through some of your hockey career here uh, before we wrap <laughs> up. So uh, you were let's go back to the early days. Obviously, this is a, a BCHL podcast. So uh, you were playing Junior B for Poco back in 5 and the year before yeah. you were playing Midget AAA for Coquitlam. Uh, then you made the jump to the BCHL midseason and just kind of hit the ground running. You averaged a point per game. Uh, what do you remember about that transition and uh, coming into that Merritt Centennials team back in 5
2: Oh yeah. Um, the coach was, uh, excellent. Um, he put me right on the second line and, um, I, uh, I didn't score my first goal till like game three or four and, uh, I hit the ground running. Um, and, um, I think you said like I average a point a game. Um, and then like it was my 18 year old year. So I was a late bloomer. Um, but, uh, um, my 19 year old year, um, I, uh, I had a great season. <laughs> Let's put it that way. Yeah. And it led me to the, uh, scholarship with the Northeastern Huskies.
3: Yeah. I want to talk about that second season too. You, uh, you finished fourth in the league in scoring, you had 105 points. Uh, a couple guys that finished ahead of you are, are longtime NHLers, Tyler yeah. Bozak and Kyle Touris. Uh, Riley Nash was a top 10 scorer in that league. Uh, in that year, obviously there was a lot of high quality players, uh, especially that season. What do you remember about that season and and playing against those type of guys?
2: Oh yeah. Um, uh, like I didn't know they were going to be that good. I knew Kyle Torres was going to be a long time NHLer, but, uh, I had, uh, uh, I played against, uh, Tyler Bozak, um, and he got like a quiet four assists, (laughs) Um, and, uh, like the, um, the, like I played against tourists and he had like, uh, 67 goals in 50 games. So, um, I knew he was going to be special. Um, but, uh, yeah, I just, uh, kept my head on my shoulders and, um, just, uh, tried to, um, do the best I could. And, um, Yeah. I, uh, I can't say, uh, enough about those guys, but, uh, um, um, uh, who's the top five scoring, uh, Tyler McNeely is playing in Germany. Um, Casey, um, who I talked with, uh, um, now again is playing, uh, in the East Coast league for some team. Um, Tyler McNeely is one of my good friends. Um, he's playing in Germany. Um, I beat him out by a uh, point. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, I hold that against them.
3: <laughs> it's crazy that you remember the top five scores from that year. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, you mentioned, uh, your scholarship to Northeastern university. You played four years there, had a lot of success there, uh, obviously. Um, so what were some of the highlights for you during your time, uh, at Northeastern? Uh, first off, uh, the bean pot was so special.
2: Um, I, um, my last year um we were down six five and uh we pulled the goalie and we um we got a two on one and I uh one time passed uh um, bc's goalie um and we sent it to overtime with a minute left and uh that's uh, the 16500 fans uh, ex- uh erupted and um, that's like was my favorite hockey moment in
0: Throughout
3: my career uh and then it was on uh, to some time in the ahl uh you yeah. uh you said earlier how you played with the toronto Marlies when you came back from one of your surgeries there um the Marlies are known as one of the if not the top ahl teams to play for obviously affiliated with the leafs uh what was it like playing for for that kind of uh, organization oh. oh so good like
2: um it's uh um we practice alongside the Maple Leafs and, um, the, uh, thing on our wall in the Toronto Marlies wall, um, was, um, 180 steps, um, that signified like, um, the amount of steps to the big club. So, um, that was, uh, a great experience for me and, um, great organization, probably the top organization in
3: the age yeah. last question. Uh, I know uh, you got a plane to catch, so I appreciate your time here. Um, so just kind of a bigger picture, picture question. Uh, you've obviously gone through a lot personally and, uh, in your personal life and through your hockey careers. I'm just curious, um, after coming through all of this adversity and getting back to, to doing what you love playing hockey, uh, how has it changed you as a person, um, uh, going through this kind of challenge?
2: Yeah. Um, yeah, I'd say like that, uh, I have a more of a positive outlook on life. Um, and, uh, um, just want to say like, um, whatever dreams are, how big or how small, um, you can achieve them if you put in hard work.
3: Well, Wade, that is great advice and uh, congratulations. It's a very inspirational story and couldn't be happier for you uh, and your family to, to see you healthy again and back to playing hockey. So congrats and thanks for uh, taking the time to chat with me. Thank you, Jesse, and uh, all the best. Thank you very much to Wade McLeod for joining us and for sharing his inspirational story. Moving on to our next guest, we chat with Wenatchee Wild forward Quinn Emerson. Emerson is one of two players back with the Wild who played for them when the Wild last took the ice in the 2020 playoffs. Even though the Wild were forced to take a hiatus last year due to the closure of the U.S. border, Emerson was still quite busy. He spent the year playing in the North American Hockey League and most recently was invited to Los Angeles Kings development camp. This was extra meaningful for him as Emerson is from California and also grew up playing in the Los Angeles Junior Kings system. We caught up with Emerson to talk about how camp has gone so far, on his decision to return to Wenatchee after a year off, and his experience at the NHL development camp all right quinn uh training camp is now underway around the bchl um for you and your teammates in Wenatchee. i know you're you're in a bit of a unique situation and we'll get to that but but what uh what has training camp been like so far for you guys
0: uh training camp for us has been pretty good we go in every day around 9 a.m have a workout uh have about a break for about an hour go back to the rink uh we warm up and then we skate for about an hour and a half and then we get some team building done. So we're always out of the rink by uh, 530. And obviously it's a unique season since we didn't play last year. We have lots of new faces and uh, we only have two returners from two years ago. But our practices have been getting better and better each day. And we look at it like we can be a really solid team this year. Yeah, I wanted to dig into
3: that a little bit more. So you you mentioned that the Wilds uh, were forced to take a hiatus last year due to COVID and the border closures. Uh, so it is pretty much an expansion team again, just with uh, only mm-hmm. two two guys coming back. So uh, with so many new faces and just the two of you guys back from a couple of years ago, what's the atmosphere like around the players? Like, what's the sense uh, from the other guys in the room?
0: uh obviously we have some pretty young players a lot of guys first year juniors but uh uh, we also have some guys that played in the north american hockey league so they're bringing some experience with that with them and uh hopefully we'll teach these younger players junior hockey what it's like and how to get ready for college and that's the ultimate goal Yeah,
3: with all those new players on the ice, I'm I'm sure you're getting to know them as as guys and as hockey players. But uh, have any of them impressed you on the ice? What have you thought about uh, their play just in practice so far?
0: The younger guys have impressed me a lot. Obviously, we have uh, a player named Cade Littler. He played for the National Development Program a few games last year. High draft pick in the USHL, and it's his draft year and. Honestly, I expect a lot out of the O 4s We also have a player named Brayson Bozner and uh, even an 3 named Wes, uh, Wes Turner, which he's committed to the Holy Cross. He's a good defenseman. So those are some young guys I'm looking at every day, and they seem to get better every day. But all the O 4s in me have been, and the young guys have been pretty, pretty good. They got, catch my eye every day, and they're getting better, it seems. So it's really exciting this year. So you were with the wild last time they
3: played in the, the 1920 season. Uh, And then you played in the North American hockey league last year, but you're back this year. So I'm just wondering what led to your decision to come back to Wenatchee and why did you want to come back to play in the BCHL this year?
0: Uh, Wenatchee wild, I think is the best junior hockey team. They just treat you like professionals and uh, they treat you with so much respect. And there's honestly no other better organization I can think of. And, I I believe they can develop me into becoming a really good uh, D one hockey player, hopefully. And that's ultimately
3: led my decision to come back. So the other player who's back from that team uh, is Hunter Hastings. You're both older players and have experience in the league. Um, So what's the relationship between the two of you? And and do you see yourselves taking on more of a, a leadership role this year, just based on your experience in the league?
0: Yes, uh, me and Hastings are really good friends. Uh, he's obviously has a lot of experience he's bringing with them, and he's a good leader on and off the ice. That everyone's been asking me and him questions just every day about drills, and even like after practice, we try to like get all the guys to hang out. So uh, hopefully this year I I have a leadership role, and I hopefully can lead these younger guys uh, just into junior hockey, just into the thick of things, and just how to become. A better hockey player, and hopefully a professional one
3: day. So, looking ahead to the season now, um, <clears throat> as most people know, the the land border is still closed, heading for Canadians heading to the U.S. So, uh, when actually will be playing their early season games on the road for about the first month or so. Uh, I know that's not an ideal situation, but I know I, I hear from other teams and other sports that sometimes being on the road early in the season was kind of works to your advantage because you're able to mm-hmm. bond with teammates uh, just because you guys are riding the bus and, and staying in hotels together. So do you kind of see it that way? Or are you guys kind of trying to spin it into a positive and, and try and make the most of it to get those bonding moments with your teammates?
0: Uh, yes. Yeah, so obviously it's a little difficult with the border this year and uh, we're going to be facing some adversity with that, but uh, I think it's really going to help our team bond together and get closer and hopefully it'll help us I. I think it's going to be great for us, honestly, just like you said. So, yeah, we're really excited just to get the season up. I know guys really want to play games. So, yeah, we just can't wait for it to start. So um, last year I mentioned you
3: played in the the NHL, but you most recently you were invited to the Los Angeles Kings development camp. Uh, before, before I ask what that experience was like, um, how did that come about? How did you find out that you were invited?
0: Um, I was actually uh, here in Wenatchee for uh main camp. And I got a call from Jarrett Stoll. It was pretty quick, but he asked if I would like to come to, to development camp. And obviously I was pretty shocked and, uh, I was just so excited. And I said, yes, immediately. So yeah, that's pretty much how I, how I got told, uh, that I was able to go there. And once you did
3: get there, what was the experience like for you?
0: Uh, it was an unreal experience. Um, Obviously, the playing those players like Alex Turka, Byfield, Madden, Kupari, and and even just picking the development coaches' brains about certain things. Every day, we worked on a skill and like how important protecting the puck is, or wall work, or just scoring in tight areas. We worked on a lot of topics, and I really think it helped my game. So you
3: grew up in California. You played in the Junior Kings system. So did it make things a little extra special special for you um, having it be that team that invited you to camp?
0: Yes, obviously it was really special. I, I they're my favorite team to this day, and uh, I grew up watching the LA Kings playing for the Junior Kings. So it was a surreal experience just to be a be a part of it and being out there with all those players and being able to development camp for
3: LA Kings so shifting gears here you're committed to Bowling Green State University um, what was it about that school that made you decide to go there and pursue your, your hockey career there
0: obviously my dad went there and my mom did actually too so I have a bloodline that flows through that school and uh, when I visited that campus I immediately fell in love and they shown a lot of interest in me for a while so it was the first school that reached out to me and uh, I kind of took it right away. Cause I, I just loved the school right when I went to it, the game, the fans are awesome. The, uh, the games, like the WCH or now it's a CCHA, sorry, but I think it prepares you for professional hockey. Cause it, right when you go in there, you play against older guys. So that influenced my decision a lot. I'd say, yeah. And you mentioned your
3: dad, for those who don't know, your dad is Nelson Emerson who played a long time in the NHL. Um, what, what kind of an influence has he had on your hockey career and, um, and like leaning on for advice, just as someone who's, who's gone through all the different ups and downs in hockey, what, what kind of a relationship do you guys have when it comes to your hockey career?
0: Uh, my dad, uh, he's been an, an exceptional coach and uh, dad to me obviously. And, uh, he's taught me a lot of things, uh, one of the two most important things I'd say is, uh, be a good teammate and to be, and to compete. And I think you can use those two things for anything you're doing. And, uh, I use that for everything, like I said, so, and he's taught me hockey since I was, I was on skates since I was three. He's always been my coach. I always pick his brain about stuff and he's definitely helped my, my de- development in hockey. Last question for
3: you and just bringing it back to to college and uh, your next step. Uh, This is your last year of junior before you head off to college. So what types of things do you want to work on, improve on this year to make sure that you're ready to take that next step uh, when it's time to make the jump to the NCAA?
0: I want to have a good year and uh, be really confident going into college. So hopefully I really need to work on, I think uh, protecting the puck and uh, face off and, and just scoring in the gritty areas, uh, just because in, in college, you're not going to be scoring from tops of the circles or the blue line. You got to be right in front of the net and, and strong. So hopefully I can. And even my defensive game, I need to work on that, too. And if I work on those things, I, I think it'll prepare me for college.
3: Perfect, Quinn. Well, thank you so much for taking time to chat with me today. Uh, Best of luck in the season and uh, everyone's excited to have the Wenatchee Wild back in the league and, and playing games again.
0: Yes, it was a pleasure. Thank you so much.
3: Huge thank you to Quinn Emerson for joining the podcast. And just to reiterate what I said in the interview, Uh, Last year was a tough year for the Wenatchee Wild organization, their players, their fans. So everyone in the BCHL and involved in hockey is thrilled to have them back in the league this year. And we're excited to see them back on the ice. All right, moving on to our final interview. We speak with Alberni Valley Bulldogs rookie forward Mirko Butazoni. Butazoni is a new recruit for the Bulldogs this year. He played at the Burnaby Winter Club last season. Uh, And he's off to quite a hot start in the BCHL preseason through two games. He has four points and has gotten to play on the same line as his younger brother, Diego, who is a couple years younger than him. We chatted with Buccizoni about his experience at camp so far, playing alongside his brother and what the reactions have been like from his family and his goals and outlook for the 21-22 season so your team was the first team to play an exhibition game last sunday uh, along with victoria uh you've won both your games so far uh how, how has camping going so far for you and for your teammates
1: yeah it's been going good uh because of covid i really haven't gone into any competitive games in about over a year so it was good to get back into it and get the two wins
3: yeah uh you you had two goals and an assist in your first game and Uh, added another helper in your second game so obviously you're you're feeling pretty good out there on the ice Uh, but in your words how have you felt about your play so far
1: uh yeah I feel like I've been pretty good like I just like to play with confidence and I feel like that helps a lot and obviously playing with other good players obviously makes it a lot easier so it's been pretty good so far yeah. One of those players that you have been playing with, uh, is your brother Diego,
3: who's at camp as well. Uh, he's also doing quite well with three points through his first two games. Uh, how has the experience been like for you playing al- alongside your brother?
1: Yeah, it's been really cool. Like we have, uh, we played together in Adam for a year, but, uh, we haven't played together like at really that high of a level for a while. So play together in the summer like just for fun and stuff and yeah it's it's fun i feel like our chemistry is pretty good and fun experience for sure yeah i was gonna ask you
3: about that chemistry you you said you only played really competitively together in adam and that was a a little while ago for you guys so where do you think that chemistry comes from is it uh playing street hockey just growing up together how do you think you you guys have been able to hold on to that connection
1: yeah i don't know we just we're pretty close we do like pretty much everything together and i guess yeah, we just know where each other are and it's fun to play with each other.
3: So he's a, a 2006 born. You're a couple of years older. So, um, like you said, you, you didn't play much together growing up. Um, but what would it be like for you? I know he, he's still young, but looking ahead, um, whether it's, it's down the road or not, what would it be like if you guys got to kind of play together, uh, full time
1: on the same team in the BC hockey league? Yeah, that'd be uh, fun for sure to play on the same line with him and share lots of fun memories together.
3: Uh, Beyond your brother, uh, who are some of the other players that you've been playing with and have been able to build some of that chemistry?
1: Uh, Just some other guys on the team uh, that have played in the exhibition games. Uh, Uh, Some of the guys just getting to know them, and everyone's been really good so far, so it's been good, yeah and what about uh
3: your family and specifically your parents i'm sure it's pretty cool for them to sit down and watch a game featuring uh the two of you what what have you heard from them and how do they feel about the whole thing
1: yeah they're just uh really excited and they didn't really know what to expect for the first game and then uh we played pretty good together so they're uh yeah happy about that and yeah and you mentioned earlier, you didn't get to
3: play much uh, last year because of COVID and you were with the Burnaby Winter Club and your your team there, like most teams uh, around the province and, and around the country, didn't play much. So uh, how do you how did you manage to stay sharp without getting into much game
1: action? What, like, how did you approach that downtime? Last year, my coaches, uh, Mike and Mark Sanrelli were really good. They uh, kept up the high tempo practices and just I feel like they got me ready for junior they both played pro themselves and I guess they just know what it takes and helped a lot. Yeah. That must've been cool. And
3: uh, playing for a couple of guys who played pro as, were they able to share any specific advice or is it just kind of their overall knowledge of the game that, that seemed to resonate with you?
1: A uh, little, a little bit of both. Yeah. Mike always like was saying, just got to keep working harder because I had the skill, but just got to put work ethic with it too, to get to the next level
3: yeah and given all that time off or i don't want to say surprise but are you uh are you pleased with how quickly you've been able to pick things back up at camp this year is there was there a bit of a a, a transition period getting back into it how was that uh that start for you
1: yeah i was good just i got here a little bit earlier to for school so got to practice and get used to it for a few weeks before our first game or camp started and i feel like when camp started, it was already set in. So the nerves were gone and I just had to go out there and play hockey.
3: So for most BCHL players, the goal is to get a scholarship and move on to play in the NCAA. I'm going to assume that's one of your goals as well as a rookie coming into the league. So, uh, what is it about college, the college hockey route that uh, is appealing to you?
1: Yeah. I just feel like you got more time to develop and, uh, for the next level for pro hockey. And, uh, get an education out of it as well. So obviously that's very important. And I just like the style of college play better than major junior.
3: So as a new player coming in, I know you're just kind of trying to get your feet wet, but do you have any goals set for this year? Is there anything in particular that you want to work on in your game at this level? How are you approaching your rookie season in the BC hockey league?
1: Uh, yeah, we got a really good team this year. So obviously team success comes first and, I'm just hoping uh like just keep working hard and move my way up the lineup and then have a successful year for myself and the team and then yeah, I'm hoping to improve on just like getting more like just getting adjusted to the speed and just getting a little quicker in pretty much everything I do and then I feel like it should be a good year for sure.
3: Yeah, just going to follow up on that point. You mentioned team success. It's, I know it's early and you've only played a couple of games, but when you take a look at some of the returning players from last year, the last couple of years that the Bulldogs are bringing back, and then you look at the new guys in camp, uh, what are you expecting from the team this year as far as results?
1: Uh, this year, uh, yeah, I'm expecting like to be our team to be really good. I think we could uh, have a championship run for sure.
3: And then sorry to finish off uh last question I just wanted to ask you about your coach in Alberni Joe Martin. I know you've been only been able uh to work with him for a little while now but he's a, a former BCHL coach of the year a couple of years ago. Uh what's that relationship been like and what's it been like working with Joe to start off your career here?
1: Yeah, so far it's been really good. Like he understands like all of the players like what we need and stuff and he's a good coach. He like he knows what he's doing obviously. Coach of the year. And, yeah, it'll be fun with, with a good team and a good coach. It should be a really good year. All right, Mirko,
3: well, will uh, really appreciate you taking the time and uh, congrats on the early su- success in the preseason and, and hope it continues for you the rest of the year. Yeah, thank you. All right, that wraps up the first episode of the BCHL podcast for the 2021-22 season. And what a great episode it was. Thank you again to all three of my guests, Wade McLeod, Quinn Emerson, and Mirko Butazoni, who you just heard from. And as usual, a big shout out to our producer, Greg Ballack, who helps put this thing together. The BCHL is officially back, everyone. It's exciting times. The preseason is well underway. Regular season is only a couple weeks away, so things are happening fast. So make sure that you're following along on all of our social media channels. We are at BC Hockey League. Uh, visit www.bchl.ca for regular updates. We've been posting features on each team and their new recruits and new acquisitions for the season, getting scouting reports from the coaches. Uh, this week we've posted about the Trail Smoke Eaters and the Vernon Vipers. Uh, Tomorrow, we have the Victoria Grizzlies coming out and we'll finish off with Wenatchee and West Kelowna next week. And just a reminder, if you want to watch BCHL action this season and stream it online, um, the place to do that is at bchltv.ca. Again, you need a Hockey TV subscription and you can go to either Hockey TV or bchltv.ca to find our games. All right, everybody. Thank you so much for listening. I appreciate you following along and we will talk to you again next week.